Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Intruder Theatre in the Making. I'm your host, Remy Rahuba, and thank you so much for coming back. Now, you may remember I talked about pre-research and development project in, uh, well, this period in episode 2 of my solo piece, uh, which at that particular time was titled Unlucky, Pehove, uh, which kind of uh, made us think that I was unlucky when it all happened, uh, but it also had this bilingual title, uh, Pehove, at the same time. So, after that initial period with David on Unlucky Pehove, I then thought, okay, who else could I get involved in my project? And the very first person that I thought about was Catherine Grosvenor. And Catherine is a playwright, uh, from Edinburgh and I met her when I was doing my MACCT. I was doing my um, MA paper on the representation of the Poles in New Scottish writing and Catherine is a Scottish playwright um, but she's fluent in Polish. She studied the Polish language at Cambridge University if I remember correctly and she at that particular time wrote a play uh, titled Cherry Blossom that was staged at the Travers Theatre, uh, which was also bilingual. And uh, when I was doing my MA course, I was introduced to Catherine and then we stayed in touch. So, of course, uh, when I was thinking of my piece and who else to get engaged, I thought, well, Catherine would be perfect because she speaks uh, two languages and my piece was bilingual, so, you know... Um, I need to get in touch with her. And I did. And Catherine said yes. And I uh, wanted her to help me with the piece as a dramaturg. So at that particular time, I already had two people. I had David, who was a director. And I had Catherine, who was willing to help me with uh, dramaturgy on the piece. And I did uh, enjoy working with Catherine a lot and with David. Uh, and I'm going to focus on the work with Dramaturg in some other episodes. Um, I'm actually and already noticed that I talk a lot about, okay, what I'm going to talk about in another episode, in another episode, uh, which is very interesting, but it's something that I'm actually looking forward to, but because I'm kind of planting seeds for different stories and sub-stories, uh, um, it's kind of, I think, worth mentioning because these were important people that were part of my journey. And that was at the end of 2011. And then what happened um, at the beginning of 2012 was a very interesting period because I met quite a lot of people who became key figures in my journey, in the journey of the solo piece. Although I didn't know at that particular time that they would be uh, so important. In January, I got a little part in a rehearsed reading of a Danish play at the Travers Theatre, which was called The Builders, and it was by a very nice um, and lovely company called Pluto La Vie. Um, and when I was working on that reading, I met two people, and one of them was uh, director Marcus Montgomery Roche. Uh, and I knew Marcus 
from the Royal Conservatory of Scotland because she was doing MA Classical and Contemporary Text acting, directing course a year after me. So we kind of knew of each other and I went to see his uh, final show, which I really, really liked. But we kind of never... Uh, met face to face and it was the very first time when we were working on the reading of the Birdle of the builders that we actually got talking not about my piece but just different things and it was really really very nice and we got on very very well um, so that was Marcus and the other person that I met well kind of met but I didn't spend a lot of time with was my current co-producing partner, Ed Littlewood. And actually, I met them in 2012, but they would become my collaborators in 2018, 2019, so seven years later. So uh, uh, we need to wait another seven years. Well, not seven years, but you know what I mean. Um, some time before I actually focus on them and how we got to work together. So I met them in Edinburgh um, and then I was thinking, okay, what else I could do? The very first thing I was thinking about was development and funding. And um, because I thought, well, if I'm thinking seriously about the piece, I need to pay David and Catherine for the work. Uh, I didn't want to go into any conversations without this kind of financial backup. And I really wanted to do my best to make sure that before we agree on anything, I can, I have funding or some finances uh, to support our work. And then I was uh, thinking, okay, where could I go to actually get some support, get some money, uh, maybe someone could help me. But the very first thought that I had was, well, I live in Glasgow and part of my MACCT was the Playwright Studio. And the Playwright Studio in Glasgow is this wonderful place which supports uh, Scottish playwrights and it's a very dynamic and active with a lot of workshops being done. They've got a mentoring program. Uh, they they do wonderful things. And if anyone is ever interested in uh, approaching them or contacting them, really lovely people work over there. And then I would always suggest you go and, and ask them for help. And one of the things that they run, which is very unusual, is that they do have national script reading service. Uh, I still think they do. Uh, um, so I thought, well, maybe it would be one of the things that I could consider. And um, I emailed them and I emailed the current um, creative director, Fiona Sturgeon Shai, um, who is still there and who was still in the office in 2012. Um, and I emailed her and I I introduced myself to her because I really didn't know her. And, and I talked to her about my piece and what I've been doing with it. And then she emailed me back and then she said, uh, that's great. These are wonderful options. Uh, maybe we can meet and you can tell me more about it. So I was really, really pleased with that because 
I always think it's uh, it's useful and it's important to have that direct contact with anyone because very often we email people at info at contact at writing at and actually then we never hear from the people or anyone and uh, it's always great when you get a proper email from someone who actually read your email and that was the case with Fiona um, but even if someone doesn't suggest meeting you or anything like uh, you know like most of the cases although I was I was very fortunate and lucky that I was able to meet with a couple of people I don't feel disheartened because I think it's good to have that direct contact for that person because very often they would email you back from their direct email and then in the future you would be emailing them directly rather than info at contact at or whatever that email address is, that generic email. So Fiona said, why don't we meet? And I was really, really excited. I thought, great, well, that's something to look forward to. And the next person that I went to was uh, George Aza Selinger, who in 2012 was the literary manager at the National Theatre of Scotland. I think he was a he was new person, and uh, previously I had emailed Frances Poet, who I had known because she came to give us a lecture when I was doing my MA. Uh, MA course. Um, so I emailed her, but then I think she was leaving, and then um, and then I got George's email address, and I emailed him asking, "Hello," just introducing myself, and you know, asking him to you know if he was kind enough to maybe in his time to read that piece of writing that I had, and and George came back to me. Um, and very kindly he said that he would, but that he was busy at that particular time, uh, which is fine because, you know, you don't expect, well, I didn't expect uh, an email the following day, um, but um, I emailed him in November 2011 and I just let it rest. And I think it's a good way to go. It's quite a healthy way of doing things, uh, not emailing people desperately the following day, like, have you read my email? Have you read my piece? Because people have other things. So they're actually doing us a favor if they spend their time uh, reading or giving us feedback. Uh, so when I emailed him initially in November, then I think I re-emailed him at the end of January with, um, I think, a gentle reminder. That's what I put as my subject, gentle reminder or info, um, something like that. He did reply um, and he said that, uh, yes, he did have time to um, to read it. And uh, as I'm looking at that email from the 31st of January 2012, uh, he said, um, I thought it portrayed its subject matter vividly, intensely and with a great degree of skill. And once again, uh, George says a little bit further on in the email, do you live in Scotland? I would be very happy to meet with you and discuss this piece and your work in general. So here we go. I got two emails and two meetings uh, already uh, 
waiting for me, uh, which was quite exciting. Uh, but after these meetings, uh, sorry, but before these meetings take place, I go to uh, Berlin. And there was another thing that I was really looking forward to, which also was an important event in my life. And um, I'm not really sure whether you know, but uh, Berlin Film Festival runs a couple of programs. Uh, the main festival, and there is a program for the actors, which is called Shooting Stars. Uh, I think it's for European actors and that each country uh, nominates one actor to go and represent them. But there was another program initiative uh, called uh, Berlinale Talents, which I think in 2012 was called Berlinale Talent Campus, which is a program for emerging filmmakers, directors, writers, cinematographers, editors. And at that particular time, they also had a program for actors. I'm not particularly sure if they still do it, but I've always wanted to take part in in the Berlinale Talent Campus and it's quite a prestigious thing. So I applied and I got selected. And Berlinale Talent Campus is a wonderful initiative because uh, they pay for your flights, they pay for your accommodation and you're over there for a week, taking part in different workshops, training, meeting directors, casting directors um, and just mingling with people. This kind of networking event, brilliant, not to mention the speed dating event, which is just something out of this world, but that's another podcast about that. Mm. And you meet loads of people. And one of the people that I met that became very important in my crowdfunding campaign that uh, I did uh, this year, uh, that was in March 2020, was uh, an American filmmaker uh, and his name was Jonathan Vysotsky. That's what I, that's how I pronounce his surname. Uh, I think in America they pronounce it as Waisaki, uh, but because it's a Polish surname, I always say Jonathan Vysotsky. And then when I came back from Berlin, it was this very interesting period because it was so exciting to meet all these filmmakers and uh, and um, and enjoy the time spent together and watching films, which I love. Uh, but it was also a time where I knew, okay, great, I know that I would be meeting Fiona from the Playwright Studio. I knew that I would be meeting George from the National Theatre of Scotland. Mm, and I also knew that um, I would be focusing now on different development opportunities, but also funding opportunities and doing a little bit of research on how to go about funding and how to raise money or how do you, how to um, approach people. And then between February until September, it was like a really learning curve for me because various events and things happened good and not so good but upon reflection I focused on only the positive ones on the ones that I thought well I could make the most out of them and maybe they could lead to something uh, I never focused on the negative I um, looked at things and uh, processed them and drew conclusions, which in the end 
they bore fruit. But what it was, and how my meetings with Fiona and with George went, uh, and other things, that's in episode 4 of Intruder Theatre in the Making podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll hopefully speak to you next week. Bye for now. Thank you.